Welcome to Zila Food. Zila is the German word for soul, so soul food, but Zila food. This podcast is in conjunction with Zila Magazine, an online magazine bridging faith, cultures, and culture. I'm Ali Forti, an American Southern girl who travels and loves talking to people. I'm bringing you conversations from global movers and shakers from somewhere in the world. From these conversations, hopefully you'll be inspired to move and shake too. Thanks for spending time with me today. I hope you get fed, so let's begin. He played football, American football that is. He worked for NASCAR. He was on Survivor Nicaragua and finished second. And he's now a country music artist. I'm talking about the talented Chase Rice, ladies and gents. He's having a pretty wild ride of a life. Now, before I talk about Chase, there's something I've noticed about his music lyrics. He doesn't mince words in his love songs. He says what he feels. And I guess what guys are really feeling, but may not always communicate out. If he wants his girl, he says it. If he wants his girl's red lips all over his, he says it. If he has eyes on a girl, he says it. (laughs) Okay, so I met Chase this year at C2C Festival in London in the press room. And... Today's podcast interview has been months in the making as he's been on his Eyes on You tour most of this year, which he's still on, I might add. My interview questions have been literally on my computer desktop since March, waiting for this interview to happen. Now, I think what's interesting about Chase is that he didn't plan to become a country music singer. He stumbled into his calling. He thought he'd be a football player, and he was on his way to doing all that. He played linebacker at the University of North Carolina, but he got injured. It changed it all, as sometimes those curveballs in life come. God sends a different plan. And he even worked in NASCAR's pit crew. But what I'd have to say is that his singing is really his calling. He's passionate about it and seeing how he has connected with fans on the big stage in London this year at C2C, it's clear that he's meant to do this. With hard work and putting out singles and albums and touring, Chase has been able to build a fan base across the US that has extended to Britain and Australia. And we talk a little bit about that in this, uh, in this interview. He's also my southern neighbor to the north, I'd have to add that. We come from the same part of the world. He's from North Carolina. Um, In November 2017, Chase released his sophomore album, Lambs and Lions. The first single from that album, Three Chords in the Truth, was a top 20 hit at country radio, and the follow-up song, Eyes on You, it grew steadily it was streamed over 50 million times before it even hit the radio. This guy has been on tour with Kenny Chesney and Luke Bryan and more. He's kicking butt in his career. He's incredibly laid back, but a go-getter. He's staying humble. He loves God. His music is resonating with people around the world. He's handsome. Okay, I said it. 
and he seems to be really principled with those nice southern values so enjoy this interview with chase rice and i hope that you take away something from your life that will make you go after what it is that you want to do with your life oh chase thanks so much for um joining the interview today and it's a pleasure to talk to you yeah no, i appreciate you wonderful so are you touring at the moment still yeah, I am. Uh, we're in Cleveland, Ohio today. It's the AMPM tour, and we're rolling all the way up until basically Christmas. Um, and then we're going to call it quits for Christmas, and then we're going to head over to the UK and uh, Ireland and other spots in Europe. Will you be back in the UK for C to C again this year? No, I don't believe we will. I think we may wait another year and then come back. But we, I want to continue to build it. Um, for people to come see our show and find out more people to find out what, what we're all about and what we do. Um, and then we'll come back over there hopefully uh, the next year. Uh, I totally understand. I um, I met you at C2C this year um, in the press room. And yeah, it was such an honor to get to meet you because I'm your southern neighbor uh, to the south, South Carolina. And Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to to see people in the Carolinas doing well, but I'm actually calling you from Beirut, Lebanon. I live in the Middle East, so. Okay. Yeah, that's not, not close to home. <laughs> no, it's not. But can you tell me what was it like growing up in North Carolina? Did North Carolina like influence your desire to be a country music singer? No, no, nothing like that. I think the biggest thing for me was I got hurt playing at University of North Carolina. I think a lot of my songs are obviously about home. Yeah. Not all of them, but some. Obviously, Carolina Can's about home, um, and that's one of my favorites I've ever written. So that that inspired me, for sure. But I didn't know how to play guitar in high school. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to play guitar until I was later in college. So I see. Um, yeah, so I learned later in life, but... Carolina's always home to me, and obviously home makes its way into songs. Right, it does. And so you would say that because sports didn't work out, football or NASCAR, uh, you decided because you had a guitar to just go into music? It wasn't part of the plan? No, it was definitely not part of the plan. I thought I was going to play football my whole life, and then uh, and that'd be it. Then I'd retire and go into something else, but... God had different plans for me, and, and I'm glad he did, because music is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Yeah, and getting to go around the world and around the U.S., I can imagine. Um, your single, Lonely If You Are, did pretty well on country charts. Where did inspiration from that song come from? Yeah, and I don't know if you said it did well or it's doing well. Oh. Um, that song has so much more to go, which is, which is really fun to see. Um it's not even started. I mean, we just got to the top 40 and people are already singing this thing like it's the number one song. And that's a good sign because I did the same thing with, with um, Eyes on You. Mm-hmm. So, and that one went number one for two weeks. So, I'm really excited to see what Lonely If You Are can do. Um, I think it's got, I think it could be even bigger than Eyes on You, to be honest, which is saying a lot. But, yeah, yeah it's just, it's a, it's a song that I wrote with Hunter Phelps and Lindsey Rhymes and it's basically that song. It's not even necessarily a booty call. It's nothing like that. It's more, girl, if you get lonely, hit me up. I'll be there. Um, and when you get done with your girlfriends, watching your show.
show or when you get done with your night out on the town or whatever, hit me up. If you get lonely, I'll be right there. Uh-huh. My next question was about Eyes on You and how it's been streamed over 50 million times. Why do you think people resonate with that song so much? Yeah, and the funny thing about it is that streamed over 50 million before we ever even took it to radio. Um, and now I think it's been, you know, over, over 200 million somewhere around there maybe. But mm-hmm. yeah, that song, I think it's just melodically people can connect to it. People love singing the melodies in the song and it's a story about a guy who travels the world but all he sees is her. Um, and, and everybody wants a love like that. So I think it kind of connects with people for all those reasons. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, What I've noticed is that country music, it's really become mainstream in the UK and Australia and like now Germany. And even Italy has a country music radio station. Why do you think that is? Um, Because I, I don't really know why it's just now starting to really connect over there. I don't know the timing of it, but I know... be honest i think country is probably more pop than it's ever been yeah that helps but at the same time at the same time it still has the roots of what country music is which is a story um it it tells stories and i think a lot of people across the world have lived a similar life that a lot of us have that that i have you know um i grew up i've traveled now through europe and i've a lot of the lands that i've seen a lot of the people that i've seen i'm like man they're not that different than me Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really why it's starting to really connect with, with, with people across the world. Yeah, I, I totally agree, because being here in the Middle East, I've played some country music for people, and they're like, wow, I like that, because they can relate. It's songs about life, and they can't relate to, like, pickup trucks and that kind of lifestyle in the South, but it's the story. Yeah. And I think it would do well in this part of the world. I actually um, interviewed um, an Arabic singer um, for GQ Middle East, and he loves country music, went and did some work in Nashville. But he made a song that combines country music and Arabic sounds, and I didn't think it could work. But it's, um, I think, a genre. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think that work either, but I'm sure he proved it's all wrong. Yeah, and, and listening to it when I interviewed him, I'm like, wow, that actually goes together. But it's, you know, like when Tim McGraw and Nelly did that collaboration um, several yeah. years ago, I think country music can probably fit with almost any genre. Yeah, I mean, it really does, especially lately. So I think that's why it's really connected with people all across the world now got more pop influence, more hip-hop influence than it's ever had. Yeah. Um, but like I said, at the same time, the stories are still there, and that's the root of country music, and, and that you put them all together, and that's dangerous to you know, continue to travel across the world. Exactly. Like, do you, would you do a collaboration with somebody in Africa or the Middle East, like using their sound, something completely different to country? Like, would you collaborate in that way? I'd definitely be open to it. Uh, I, for me to put something like that out, it has to be right. Yeah. For any collaboration, you can try it, and then it can always be terrible. Or but if it's right, I'll do a collaboration with anybody. That's awesome. Like, uh, what's another genre that you really love? 
that's not country music? Um, I love I love alternative. A band called Kaleo, who's out of Iceland. Okay. Is uh is really one of my favorite bands in the world. Um, and they're alternative, and, and I'd love to do something with them at some point. Um, and I'm a real good buddy with their lead singer, so at some point I think we'll end up doing something. But uh, it just depends on the song. It's got to be the right song and the right match for both of us, obviously. Of course, of course. Um, shift into kind of like a, another topic about like naysayers and how you push on through maybe people who just are negative. There's a quote here um, that I've got that you said, the only formula is putting out good music. It's simple as that. I'm not letting anyone get in the way of that anymore. And it seems like you've had some naysayers in the past. How do you deal with those kinds of people? I don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't argue with stupid. I've always thought that as well. My dad used to say that. Yeah. Um, and I'm not calling anybody stupid, but at the end of the day, that's, I got no room for that in my life. Anybody that comes with me and tells me how to live my life or how to sing my, or what songs I should be singing, I don't have room for that. Um, because I know at the end of the day, that'll hurt me. Um, the only way that I can be the best artist that I can possibly be is to put out songs that I truly believe in and I truly love. And whether that whether that sounds like any other artist or sounds like only me, that I don't care. I want to I want to do what I want to do musically. And, and if I'm listening to other people, I'm not doing that. So that's what I'm really focused on with this new album: was what's me? What's the best version of me that I could possibly put out there? And the the, new, the album part one comes out in January, mm -hmm. um, and that'll be seven songs. And and those are the seven songs I'm really focused on. I'm literally looking at a list right now, mm -hmm. trying to figure out which seven I'm going to put on there. Because I know four of them, and then there's three slots to go, so figure it out. What was it like putting that album together? What was it like what? Putting the album together that's going to be coming out in January. are they about those songs is it about love is it about everything life I mean, I'll, I'll you, I mean there's a song called messy which is about love i mean sometimes love ain't always pretty it says but, but as long as you let me i'll take the messy um that's a great song on the record it's one of my favorites um a song called best night ever which is literally just about an amazing night that i had on my farm mm -hmm. um a song called moment if you are which is a single right now uh one called forever to go which is about love it's just basically saying uh, you know, I love you more than yesterday, and we still got forever to go. So it's it shifted a little bit from lust to love, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and party to love. But there'll, there'll definitely certainly be aspects of a party in there. Um, and, yeah, it'll, it'll have bits and pieces of what I put out before, but it'll be a whole new version of it. Wonderful. I can't wait to, to listen to that, the new album that you got coming out. Um what would you tell your 17-year-old self? Oh, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. um, 
17-year-old self, first of all, I'd say learn to play piano and guitar, because back then I didn't have a, I didn't even know how to play guitar. Um, mm. so I'd probably be a better musician than I am even now. Um, and then I'd say focus on you as a person. You know, stick to stick to every day focusing on who you are as a man and becoming the man that you need to be. Um, and don't listen too much to other people unless they're people that are very close to you. Um, and that's what I'd say. Like I said, focus on you as a man and be who you are. Don't try to be anybody else. Yeah, that's some really good advice. I think it's hard to understand that at 17, but the older you get, it, it makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Two last questions. Um, there, I've been around the fashion industry and politics. I worked in Washington for many years and country music. I love it. I love going to sea to sea every year because I've noticed that country music has some of the most humble and down to earth people in comparison to other kinds of music genres or fashion or DC. Why do you think that country music is humble and down to earth? Um, from what I know, and I don't, I can't speak it to any other artists, but I, for me, it's all about where I come from. Um, and I did not come from a famous family. I didn't come from being in front of cameras my whole life. I just came from a regular life. You know, I lived on two horse farms in my life. I played college football. So I had a normal life before I ever got into music. So I realized what normal life is like. And it's not, it's not the glitz, you know, the glam and the, and the fame and all that that you expect. That comes, but I, I mean, from my experience, it's not even close to everything that it's cracked up to be. Um, mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you got to lay your head down on the pillow and, and live with who you are as a person. And if you're living in the world of fame and glamour, you're going to find that it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty lonely. Yeah, that's true. And I think also because being raised in the South, it's the Bible Belt and we're, we have like manners and things like that. That also helps. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's God and family. It really is. That's the way I was raised, and I've had a lot of moments of success in the last few years, and I've, you know, had it both ways. I've had the success, you know, being alone and doing it up by myself, and it was miserable. And then you get around family and friends, and and you realize that's what it's really all about at the end of the day. That's true. That's true. Uh, last question: What can we expect from you in two thousand and twenty? touring a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure who we're going to be touring with. I know we're going out at the beginning of the year with Brantley Gilbert Okay. Um, in April. So we're starting our year off, obviously, in Europe and the UK. And so we'll be we'll be starting there, but then going out with Brantley, and then the rest of the year, I think we're going to be doing a lot of our own thing. Um, but new music in January, so it's going to be all about this new album mm -hmm. next year and continuing to tour on top of that. Wow, that's amazing. Well, I'm looking forward to the new album, and uh, I'll be in the UK in, at the beginning of next year, so hopefully I'll catch one of your concerts. Hey, more than welcome. I'd love to see you there. It's going to be fun. Wonderful. Well, good luck with the rest of your tour season. Happy Thanksgiving, and I wish you all the best. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Thank you. Take care. Right, bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this podcast conversation and that it fed you in some way to pursue your own dreams. Be sure to subscribe to Zayla Mag at ZaylaMag.com 
S-E-E-L-E-M-A-G.com where you'll be automatically entered to win our giveaways. And follow us on Instagram at Zayla Magazine. S-E-E-L-E Magazine. Till next time.